Hello everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 Podcast UK Photo Show 2021 Special. This is just a quick note to let you know that this episode is also available on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. The link will be in the show notes. Enjoy! And welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast, now live, live from the photography show. At least I think there's a sign in the background, is there? Yes, anybody? Yep, there yep, is. There is. Uh, just clicking, definitely, yep. Birmingham, we're in Birmingham NEC, and it's Saturday, <laughs> September the 18th. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, and as if that wasn't funny enough, we're also at the photography show. Um, so we're having a great time, as you can see, people around. Uh, Graham, what are you looking forward to? The end of the day. Can't wait to get there. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, there goes the most dynamic intro to any podcast ever. Um, a special shout out to John, who is currently behind the camera. So anybody watching this, rather than just listening to it, hi, John. Thank yeah. you very much. Good turnout. And uh, yeah, look at the brand, branded T-shirts, branded microphone. I uh, got some stickers to give away. All good, really. We're looking forward to it. So we better dive in. Bye. Okay, so we're here now with Steve Lloyd from Chroma Cameras, and we're going to ask Steve all about Chroma. But before I do, I've got one question for you, Uh-oh. Steve. <laughs> with a name like Lloyd, are you Welsh or have you a Welsh background? I don't think I do. <laughs> I'm, no? I'm a scouser. Oh, I'm not sure. Scouser. There's probably well, some Welsh somewhere. Well, we're kind of cousins because we're quite close to Liverpool, but I just thought you might be Welsh. There's a, there's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell us all about Chroma? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chroma, we've been around since about 2018. Okay. So I started with just a field camera, a 4x5 yeah. field camera, which is yeah. like John's got one, a mm-hmm. uh, nice shiny red camera. Um, and I now have the Carbon Adventurer. Which oh, is, yeah. which so does Graham. He likes yeah, his. Yeah, yes, yeah. number one Carbon Adventure. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So the Carbon Adventure is yeah. my kind of fully technical field camera, much uh-huh. more independent controls. Um, I also have a snapshot, which I happen to have one here, is my handheld 4x5. So this is a kind of walkabout large format. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, That's really cool. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So this has all the same mounts it's a graph lock back the same as the field cameras yeah so you can take all the same roll film backs anything like that adapters but it's handheld yeah kind of essentially i built it because i'm lazy so i didn't always want to carry a field camera so yeah. this is my secondary option um i've recently started the 679 as well which is my medium format yeah. option instead so in true chroma fashion i've got adapters for all sorts so i've got various backs for that so mammy rb's press okay. kiev hasselblad and I've just brought today my new 6x12 back, X-Pan back, and Instax Mini back. So Instax Mini back? Instax Ooh. Mini, there you go. <laughs> so it covers all the bases. Um, <laughs> and the idea with Chrome, I was chatting to cool people, is this kind yeah. of Chrome family. So yeah. everything is interchangeable, everything works together. I don't, I've never liked the idea of people going, oh, I've got that one camera. Mm. I wish it did that, but I've got to buy that one now. So it's, I don't want people to do that. I want people to be yeah. part of it and grow. and got an amazing community so lots of people giving really good feedback and ideas and tips and so is graham giving random advice sometimes um 
so yeah, so that, that's where Chroma is, and recently Dave, Dave has joined Chroma, so we... Uh, Dave's on, over Dave. here. Hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> Can hello. <you> say hello. <laughs> hello. What's your name? Dave Gurney. Definitely not a Welsh name. No. Oh, no, not at all, no. I think it's got medieval French origin. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your role in Chroma, Dave? Uh, manufacturing. Okay. Putting, putting things coffee. together, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do the teas and the coffees, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Barista, that's why I've That's it, yeah. And, and you're based in Liverpool. Can, can people yeah. walk in or is it not open to the public? No, I no, no. Way. no way. We're just over the water on the Wirral. So on the Mersey? Just over the Mersey, yeah. Okay. I'm not on the Mersey, we'll get wet. So um, we're, we're just over the water. Uh, our workshop, it was, I was in a garage until last November. So then Dave came in and he wouldn't fit in my garage. Aww. So we, we moved into another, he's a little, but he wouldn't fit. So um, so we moved to our new Chroma Towers workshop instead. So it's, it's not a walk-in at the moment. Okay. You know, long-term I'd like to grow and be something something bigger and maybe a, you know, a shop or something else. But if we want, be, be, be all grown up, yeah. If we wanted to come and visit you as the Sunny 16, could we come on one of those yellow buses that turn into the boats in Is that like a school bus? <laughs> yeah. no. no, you want to come on a the duck. The yellow submarine. Yeah, it did sink. I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> it's the duck. That, a yellow submarine's one option. You can get across the Mersey and that, yeah. I fancy that one. Yeah. I'd try a car. would probably be better. We have tunnels and everything. But um, you're welcome to visit. <laughs> Thank you, Steve and Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Okay, so we're here now with Paul from Analog Wonderland, who's going to tell us all about the latest happenings and goings on at Analog Wonderland. Paul, <laughs> hello, Claire from Sunny Sixteen. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hello, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. I love the, uh, the new microphone. I know. Um, what's we're new? We're pure class. We are. We, uh, I've, I've said that for years, or words that rhyme with. Um, Yes, well, we're here with a wonderful poster and some free stickers. Um, we, we did plan on having something slightly more uh, impressive uh, yeah. just over there. Um, but then with everything that's going on, we thought rather than the whole team coming here, uh, Paul's, you know, we don't mind if, if Paul gets COVID so we can kick him out. <laughs> um, so I'm here by myself um, with nothing to sell but chat to people, mm. meet up with folks. Like It's been two years since I got to see a lot of a lot of you guys, which has been too long. Um, also meet some of the people that I've made friends with or you know, done business with during lockdown. That's yeah. been really lovely as well. Um, here for the weekend and then I, I vanish back to Analog One Land HQ on Sunday night. So is there anything specific that you're looking forward to see here? Any of the talks or have you seen anything that's really caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, I mean the biggest thing is, is just this spotlight. Like, so, if I go back two years, two and a bit years, the yeah. last time the photography show was, was physically there, and there were a few people, we were with Sam Solacan in a yeah. small area. Um, Pixelator was, I think, Kickstarter, or just after Kickstarter, was attached to Patterson. There, was, there were bits and pieces, and, and Hamish and I and, and a few others came out of that being like, we should really try and pull yeah. something together. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously we worked so hard for that for uh, March 2020. Um, which, which was, yeah, yep. lockdown moment. <laughs> um, and it sort of sat there as an idea ever since that we would have something where micro businesses and uh, passion projects and uh, people who, great photographers and obviously the, the, the analog press yeah. um, could come together and, and have a little thing. And I, I, I just love this. Like mm. we're right in the center of the hall. 
the amount of square footage we have as an analog yeah, community is definitely. massive. The talks seem really interesting. Mm. Um, so it's just really, really nice. That's That's been my favorite, proudest thing that we've been able to pull this off. And then obviously, hopefully post-COVID, the next one will be yeah. even bigger and more people will, and will be in a proper stand. But that has definitely been, I was just so looking forward to it. And what's been really lovely is, like when we come and the branding, you know, there's film cameras in the photography, like they've really leaned into it as well. Um, have you so, bought anything? Any purchases? Because yes. I've seen, oh, have Yes, you? I have. In fact, <laughs> I can ah. show, you, show, show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. This is my locker Ooh, going into the locker, the secret locker. Yeah. So what's in the locker, Paul? So we're going to look at Paul's purchases, yeah? Some portrait. Here we go. Here's the really back. Okay, so here we go. Came here with no intention of purchasing anything. This is always the way. But I am a charitable man at heart and I love giving and the disabled photographer yeah, charity yeah. needs obviously all the support and in return they will give you great deals on camera. So this, do you guys know what this is? I didn't until just now. Uh, is, it like a, is it a film, is it, it a moving film camera? It looks like a camcorder. Yeah, yeah, camcorder yeah. Nope, it's a 35mm camera that shoots no. half frame and wow. it's called the Samurai. Ah. So £15, That's can't great. argue with that. It's not the only thing. And then I went slightly more micro with the other two. Mm. Something that's been on my okay. list for a long time. Pencil, okay. 110 Auto. Gosh, that's tiny. 110 yeah. film. 110, yeah. but with interchangeable lenses. Okay. So the smallest SLR in the world. And then a Minolta. Minolta. Oh, cute. Is that 110 as well? No, it's the, um, the spy film, the Minolta 16. Oh. So I was happened to be pinged by Mike Russell from FPP last week, where they basically said, we think we've cracked Minox cartridges. And so this is like, this is a business expense, right? This is going to be research when they send me some film. So there we go. So I'm three cameras up. Uh, I haven't sold anything, <laughs> which I think is the right level of yeah. income outcome. I'm, I'm contributing to, to the economy, yeah. for sure. So that's been really lovely. And then I'm also really excited to see some more of the talks that are coming later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Alexandra Heron, who is a film photographer in Yorkshire, did a project about um, uh, people with autism. Yeah. She, she yeah. talked to us, did a blog yeah. with us a couple of weeks ago. She's going to be here later doing a talk. Excited about that. And then there's more, there's more tomorrow as well. Thank you for talking to us, Paul. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Claire. <laughs> Already I'm getting distracted because I've just seen an amazing stand that sells loads of cool cameras and Super 8 cameras and so I've got to be kept in check. Okay, and now we're here at the Pixelator stand. So I'm here with Josh um, from Pixelator and if you don't know what the Pixelator is, Josh is going to tell us all about it. So Josh, nice to meet you. Do you want to nice tell to us you. about the Pixelator? Yeah, so Pixelator is an invention by Hamish Gill of 35MC, as I'm sure you know who he is. It's basically just a new way to scan photographic film using a DSLR camera. Okay. This is the Veloy and Pixelator collaboration. So we have a Veloy Advancer on top. There's still a prototype though, so maybe a couple of months' time you'll see this coming out. Nice. But yeah, it's basically, as a result of the market research in July, we had a lot of people saying they wanted better speed out of Pixelator. So we've got their 35mm Advancer here, and we have the 120 Advancer as well. So basically it's just, for the betterment of the community, Veloy and us are working together. It combines the best aspects of Pixelator's modularity 
and Veloy Speed. Okay, so it's like a new way to scan your 35mm uh, negatives. And if um, listeners and viewers haven't heard of the Pixelator before and they're interested, where can they find it, Josh? So we are currently stocked at Analog Wonderland and we have our website pixl-latr.com. Brilliant, thank you. Now we're here with Matt and Michelle from Ilford who are going to tell us all about what they're um, promoting today and especially because I've spotted um, over here a pop-up darkroom that looks really cool and really intriguing and I fancy one myself. So nice to uh, give, you, uh, give us your time Matt and Michelle. Do you want to tell us about the darkroom? Yeah, so that's something that we've been looking at for a while really because the idea behind it is we want to start getting people back into the darkroom, back into printing um, and one of the challenges when we did a survey probably about 18 months ago mm -hmm. right at the pandemic is one of the things that put people off printing is access to the space, access yes. to a darkroom. Yeah. So what we wanted to do is make that affordable but still high quality something that they can put up in any room in their house mm -hmm. um, and it works really well so it's obviously it's very light type good durable material it pops up easily uh, there's enough workable space in there for one person to print uh, so it can be used in schools colleges at home mm -hmm. in, in many different rooms so yeah it's uh, and it packs down nice and small as well which is key so when you're not using it put it in the the bag it comes with and you can store it away as well it does look really cool and if we wanted to buy one what's the cost of it it will probably retail for around 215 ish sort of pounds 215 220 oh, including that that's really we're good we're still working that's on good. things like that so this is just a, a prototype that we brought to the show yeah it's fantastic michelle more. michelle have you got anything to tell us any yeah, any more have, latest yeah. um, innovations we, from we, ilford we have yeah we've definitely got so we've got what matt's got in his hands here which runs alongside with your dark room which will be working with Sorry, patterson yeah. as well um which is the starter kit so that give it a spin matt go on no, all the way around so this the idea of this is you can get the dark room you've got everything you need but to, to get going so you've got your trays you've got your paper you've got your tongue you can set up and you're ready to go the other thing we've got which i'm just going to um grab, grab okay Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the magic this, cupboard this is <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas advent Ooh. calendar. What's this? 12 days of Christmas? So yeah, oh, it's 12 days, 12 days of film. Right, you don't need chocolate. This is cool. You can have film. So each one contains around £100 worth of products. On the back we've got 11 films plus other goodies. We're not telling you what's in it. You'll have to buy it and see. But we get gin calendars. You get chocolate calendars for the film lover. Advent calendar. I want one, Michelle. So, so, <laughs> how do I get one, and what, what would the, what's the retail for the calendar? Uh, we've got them on special offer at the show, but we've only got a limited amount. So, I think we've got a special show offer on them after the show. We're looking at about eighty-four pounds okay. retail. So, but they are limited quantities. Your dealers in the UK should have them, and around the world, and also on our website too. Yeah. And it looks just such a beautiful That's product. So I want one. Yeah, yeah. So there we go, we've got um, a super advent calendar and we've got a pop-up darkroom, I want them both. <laughs> we're also modelling our nice t-shirts that we never had a chance to show, well we had them for the show like two years ago, so we're just launching them as well really, effectively. No, don't do that, it's embarrassing. Is there any sign? No, no, So anyway, thank you for speaking to us and get your advent calendar. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so we're here now with Oliver from Pinster Micro Darkroom, and um, Oliver's going to tell us all about Pinster. Hi, Oliver. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, uh, so uh, Pinster is essentially a camera, um, an enlarger, and a darkroom. Uh, so you can take photos with it, enlarge photos with it, and then develop them inside uh, the camera. Um, do you want to tell us how that works then? I'm intrigued. So it's yep. a camera, a darkroom and a developer all in one? It is, yeah. So yeah. how so, does this work? So uh, as a camera... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so as a camera, uh, all you do is you have a dark bag. Um, okay, yeah. You load... I've not dried this look. You, uh, <laughs> you load the paper uh, into the camera with a, a dark bag. Okay. Uh, shut this up inside the dark bag. And then you... Uh, open the shutter here, uh, like so. Uh -huh. Expose your uh, paper for however long. On a sunny day, it's normally about a minute to two minutes. Um, shut that up, and then you use uh, uh, syringes here. Oh, fantastic! To develop this is amazing the shot internally. Wow! So that fits in there. Um, obviously is that your developer? Uh, well, this is just water. I'm just okay. showing you with water. Yeah, but, yeah, um, but that would be a developer. You have a syringe uh -huh. drop with um, a developer fixer and uh, water in. Uh, you, you squirt that in there, like so. Mmm, it's fantastic. And then agitate. Yeah. Uh, there's little bubble levels which you can use on the top to make sure you've got it uh, flat. Uh, once you've done that, you extract chemistry out like so and obviously you do that with developer fixer and wash yeah. uh, and then you open it up and you've got a you've got a developed print inside Fantastic. and and when you if you buy one of these pins yep. pins to all-in-one cameras darkrooms and developers do you get the syringe do you get the, that? Does that come with the? You do, the yeah. Camera? You get the syringes with it. Um, yeah. It's not actually for sale yet. It's going to be on Kickstarter okay. in four or five weeks. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Um, possibly a bit sooner. Um, okay. But you can join the mailing list at www.pinstercamera.com, um, and we'll keep you updated on when it's going to go live. And what's the sort of retail price you're looking at for one of these? So we're trying to get it to 160 pounds okay. if we can. It might okay. be a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. But we're, we're we're aiming for that sort of, that sort of yeah. uh, number. Well, it's it's really innovative. And are these some of the prints that have been developed? So yeah, so the red that's really cool. That one. Yeah. Uh, so the red ones yeah. are photos taken as a pinhole camera. Oh right, okay. Uh, the white ones are enlargements that have been made uh, using a negative. Um, so I've made a clear version of it here, so you can see how it enlarges negatives. Okay, fantastic. Um, so you put your negative in a little slide, and that goes inside the camera, like so. Um, and then you shut your camera up, obviously, with your paper in. Um, and then all you do, obviously you're using uh, this one, uh, you rotate this to the diffuser spot, uh, and then you illuminate, illuminate that with a light source like so and that actually transposes the negative onto the, the paper fantastic uh, and then you develop inside as as you do with a normal shot fantastic so is it has have you is this your idea and uh, brainchild yes it is yeah oh, yeah yeah I, I invented it and um, 
developed it and uh, yeah it is fantastic so everybody look out on uh, kickstarter then for five weeks yes yes please please do yeah yeah thank yeah. you oliver okay no problem <laughs> thank you it's great so we're now here with Stephen from Cosmo Photo and Stephen is going to tell us all about the latest happenings at Cosmo and are you going to tell us about the progress of Agent Shadow as well? Yes I am. <laughs> uh, so uh, Agent Shadow, the, the mysterious black and white film which we launched uh, via Kickstarter in the summer. Yeah. Uh, 400 speed film which can be pushed all the way to 6400 if you so wish wow. in very... Uh, uh, challenging light, sort of street photography at night, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so we have uh, the wonderful box that uh, comes as the Kickstarter Kickstarter um, ultimate tier. Um, we have t-shirts, which I'm sporting here. Uh, t-shirts which you can pre-order, um, which are a beautiful design from my mate uh, Does Art inspired by the, the packaging for the film and we also have cards with a, a pre-order QR code um, very nice and these uh, this allows you to get the film before it's available in the shops so it looks like Agent Shadow uh, will be shipping to Cosmo Photo in late October mm -hmm. uh, which means if you go to the shop now on the Cosmo Photo blog uh, and pre-order it, you should be able to get it in November um, okay. before it's available in the shops. Fantastic. So, and is Agent Shadow lurking here today? I, I haven't seen him <laughs> yet, but anything is possible. Here's an international land of mystery. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, James. Hi, Claire. You're here with the 510 Pyro, um, yeah. and you've just done your talk. So, how's it going? Are people interested in it? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've got had quite a few. Um, I haven't counted how many bottles has been a quite a number <laughs> um, but uh, yeah there's been a lot of interest uh, even from digital photographers they've been having some interest in that um, a majority of everybody heard of it already because I'm from the group or they heard from your own podcast um, yeah, yeah. a while back uh, they've just been hearing oh we just heard it from rumours circling around uh, something, called, something called Pyro so they, they're curious to see, to see it for themselves um, the talk, I was a bit, bit nervous because I haven't done a public speaking thing for a long, long time. <laughs> but um, I think I got better towards the end. But, so yeah. where are you at with the process? Where are you at with the project? Uh, which project? So, the Pyro. Oh, the Pyro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're almost at the level where we can start supplying internationally. Oh, and, fantastic. And to the big retailers. So it's just sorting out, uh, you can say, the legal documents. Uh, that's uh, that's just in the way <laughs> at the moment. Um, so getting that sorted out, it was just a matter of trying to find the right companies able to do for, for testing and stuff yeah. for that stuff. So exciting times for you, James. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks for speaking to us. Yeah, th thanks for the interview. <laughs> hey, well, we're here with Paul from MS Hobbies and there is a fascinating glass cabinet of cameras behind us. Uh, Paul, tell us about MS Hobbies. So MS Hobbies was founded in 1969 by a retired racing driver called Bob Gerrard, who, 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 who raced ERAs from 1930 to 60s. And he, he basically started with these cameras here 
He bought them as a customer, liked them so much, he then started selling them to his colleagues and friends. At the time, you want to take a small camera to take that you can have in your pocket uh, to take simple pictures. This was the only way of doing it. And the, the hobbies business grew through the 70s and 80s up, in, up into the 90s and 2000s where it was sold and I purchased it in 2015. Obviously the, the big interest here is in film. If I compare to 2019, the interest in film I'm seeing now compared to then is considerable. So people are interested in film of all types of camera. So they see this camera, that's not a camera. This, is it worth so you should be Sean Connery with that kind of a camera, shouldn't actually, you, really? Actually, it was George Lazenby, unfortunately. Was it George yeah. Lazenby? Lazenby, oh. <laughs> Lazenby was the only person who used the Minox. And, and if you look at the film, he uses it like this, upside down. Oh, no. Well, Australian, right? <laughs> so, and so, essentially, the business went through a dip as people weren't interested in film. Then two things happened. Firstly, film then came back into fashion. People use a spy camera and a 35mm Minox, which is very small, very lightweight, and a lot of people have found these in the backs of their drawers and have said, well, I used to use this 20 years ago, I want to use it again, can I get the film and can I get the camera serviced? So times change. With a digital camera, people say, well, I quite like this lens, but I don't want it on my Minox camera. Can you put it on my digital camera, my digital Sony, or my Leica? Behind here, you will see the cameras that essentially have the Minox lens on the 35, transplanted onto a digital adapter for Sony, or for Fuji, or for Leica. So as time goes on and technology gets better, we get the chance to basically take the things people like in a film camera and move it onto the digital age. What's interesting here is that people are saying to me, can you repair these cameras? I've got one, it's, not, it's been in the drawer for 20 years, it doesn't work. I can't find anybody to fix it. Yet, you know, one of the things we can do without the parts is we can repair the cameras and bring them back to full use. All this shows you that the biggest question I get asked today is, have you any colour negative film? Because no one has any. There's a global shortage. So people are remembering these were good. They've literally forgotten about the camera and the brand. And I said, I've been giving it all my dad or my granddad. Can I use it? The same here with the dude with the spy camera. Lots of widows find the camera in their husband's late jackets and possessions. Some go, what the heck is this? Others go, I didn't know he had this kind of camera, you look a bit worried, and um, they get asked, can, I, can you get the film for it? So the film with a camera is in a very tiny cassette, just, just there on the table, which I'll go over. Looks like a, a mini 110 film cassette, but like super, super 110 tiny. 110 film is there. Yeah. So this, this is the Minox cassette used from 38 to about 2015, made out of plastic. So this is a cassette from 1942, used in the first camera. This is brass, this is plastic. The problem is that Minox stopped making these cassettes 30 years ago. 
and to have a cassette in plastic made with a moulding, very expensive, and the 3D printer is not yet in the, in the, with the precision and the resin strength to make a modern cassette. So, for the first time in public, this is our prototype of, a, of an aluminium milled metal cassette. Made in the UK, taking the original 1938 design, is this. Remaking the parts out of al aluminium. This is the prototype number one. The camera's now been tested in every camera, because they did eight camera models. And what that means is that once this is tested, not only can you use it, the, the, the cassette is refillable. So you buy this cassette, you can use it time and time again. This means that people who've got the camera have a cassette they can essentially insert into, the, into their old camera and use it all the time. So the, uh, so the hobby becomes self-sufficient again. So that's awesome. So like, I, I, that's so much stuff. So if, if you've got a spy camera, you can fix it, you can get film for it, and you guys at MS Hobbies can help people out with that? Yep, absolutely. So we, uh, we sell the cassettes, the cameras, we also, also cameras are also serviced. This little camera doesn't look too much different to this one. Yeah, this is 1941. <laughs> this camera That's went, an 80 year old camera this, this camera point. went through the war, went through the war. Um, this camera was made in the same factory, the factory in Latvia, right? But the factory was occupied, deep breath, by the Russians, the Germans and the Russians again. And each time, I'm not get close here, this is made in Latvia. If you notice, it's, it's been milled down. It's, it's, been, it's been changed. And underneath the made in Latvia, you will find a made in USSR. Ah. Because the fact the factory was occupied and reoccupied, which means essentially that the cameras, because they still wanted the cameras. Um, SOE uses in, in water. We did the SOE reality show in 2017, where they wanted to not only use the cameras, but give people tests on how to use them. So if, I, documents. so if I remember rightly, SOE is the Special Operations Executive, which is the forerunner to a modern security agency, but I forget which one. It, well, yeah, is well. It MI6, maybe? SOE was a separate branch to MI6 and MI5. Ah. It really, it's more like SAS, if we want to think about a modern equivalent, I guess, today. With a bunch of individuals, especially trained to do missions, where the probability was that they would not come back. It was when the army said, no, we can't do this. So SOE had the camera, they had the cassette. This, this was a SOE era 1942 cassette. They had the film. The problem was, they did not have enough cassettes. And the records in the queue, in queue Public, Public Records Office, suggest they tried to make cassettes themselves and couldn't. They couldn't get the precision necessary to make cassettes themselves. So the cameras, like very much like this actual camera, would have been issued on special requests for special jobs. So in wartime, every side had these cameras. Now, you think, okay, if I have this camera today, I'm not going to get any trouble, am I? Well, I went to Germany to do a camera show in 2016 with the camera. The camera had a, f well, the camera has no film in it. 
it goes through the x-ray at Frankfurt Airport, okay? And then get taken aside by a little grey man and marched off into a room with his camera. And he says, what is this? I said, somewhat unwisely, it's one of yours. <laughs> Don't you reckon? I said, I said, why have you... He said, because under x-ray, the brass construction of the inside means under x-ray, and he showed me this, this comes out as a solid black block. Oh, wow, okay. And that gets the alarm bells That going. gets the alarm bells going. That's a, a great story. So, okay, so, so let's try and think, think, think about recapping some of this stuff. So, so you, 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 can, you can provide film, you can provide cassettes, you can service the cameras. Do you, do process you them. Process, you process, process the films as well. Okay. Process and scan the film using anything from the special Hasselblad scanners, the special adapted holders, because uh, black and white film, obviously with a neck this small, the dust and scratch risk is enormous. And, right. the, and the, the negative is that 8 by 11? 8 by 11 negative. Mi millimeters. millimeters. Not inches, millimeters. So <laughs> if, if you think of your conventional 35 millimeter camera, this is nine times smaller. Yeah. Wow. So obviously, the enlargements get it up is nine times compared to this. Every single mark comes out, and modern scanners cannot re remove dust and scratch from black and white film. So what do you do? Well, you use a scanner with a soft light, and the Hasselblad, or the Hasselblad Imacon, has an option for a soft light which masks the dust and the scratch. That way you get reasonably clean images. Colour's easy, colour will do it itself. Or you can risk using a Minox enlarger. I couldn't bring it because it's a bit too big. But that requires space, time, effort, whereas a scanner, and you can get a pretty good image out of this. Um, customers have had large 7x5 inches, 10x8 inches, but of course you use slow film. The camera was designed always to use slow film. Why? How? The reason is that the lens has a fixed aperture of f3.5. So that means it uses the available light and you change the shutter speed to reduce the light entering the lens. That was a day one design. Clamshell design, f3.5 fixed lens. That way you can go down and use slow film, 25, 15, 10, 50, knowing that you'll get the quality to do the enlargement. If because with the slower films, there'll be less grain. So when you come to enlarge, there'll be a clear... Oh, interesting. Exactly. Clever, clever so that's so, that, so we do all the services for the camera. People, the conception is that you can't get the film, you can't get the cassette, you can't service the camera. So I sort of you know, risk this very large investment. I'm sure it is, yeah. Because um, people are simply... Minox themselves do not make cameras anymore. And their brand direction is trail cameras, rifle scopes, Binoculars, very good binoculars. But the brand for the public has always been the camera. People from 18 to 80 go, ah, I saw that in a film, I saw that, that in a, on Netflix. Even now, you watch the films they set in the 40s, and you always see spy camera, oh, got to use a minute. And, so, and the actors sometimes do this, which means that the, the lens is being blocked up, so they get no pictures. Lazenby does it like that, the Australian way. 
but in most cases on, on Netflix, whenever you see a spy, a spy story, from the 60s to now, they'll always show one of these. And that's the trick. Well, thank you thank very you. much. Okay. That has been brilliant. I love to hear the stories. I love to know that these things can be looked after uh, and that they're viable for shooting. Um, and, and of course, you, you know, the 35mm the cameras as well that you can supply and mend. Lenses grafted onto digital mounts as well. I've got it all. Excellent. Thank you very much, Paul. How, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, the website, which is mshobbies.co.uk. Uh, the email address is uh, sales at mshobbies.co.uk. I can supply my you know, work uh, shop number, which is uh, plus four four two zero eight two four six five five zero six. Great, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. We're here now on the Patterson uh, stand here at um, the Birmingham show, um, and we've got Phil here, and Phil's going to tell us um, what his latest kind of inventions, gadgets are. So do you want to tell us, Phil? Yeah, I mean, as you know, we're a British manufacturer, and uh, we manufacture all our own brands and our tripods in the UK ah. in our studio. And um, what we did is, um, because of the problems we're having with um, transportation from China and also the costs right. and the freight costs, yep. um, last year when COVID was on, uh -huh. um, because I had three weeks where I could sit and do nothing, I decided to um, manufacture our own ball and sockets in the UK. So Fantastic. what we've got is we've got our own CNC turning shop as well. So um, what I did is I drew them up, built them, and literally last Wednesday I decided to get this one ready for the show and uh, wow. we got it made and done. So Just last Wednesday? Last Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So we did a small one now for the large thing. This is a three-in-one, so the base will turn around. You can also put the three-eight and the three-quarter BSW thread in, as well as on the top. And then this one here, you're able to undo that, rotate the bottom on the tripod whilst it's there, as well as do that and change that. But best of all, what I did with this oh, one, which is quite unique, yeah, yeah. is you're able now to reverse the thread on the top here. Okay. And um, consequently, bear with me a second. Yeah. So you can reverse the thread on the top there. And now with the same ball and socket, yeah. you can actually go from either tripod and either size camera. And it'll take any camera up to any size. So mm. we've made it almost a five in one now. Mm -hmm. So instead of having to buy three or four different balls and sockets, you can just buy one ball and socket Fantastic. and utilize it on any camera, any tripod as well. So have you had much interest here, Phil, um, so far? We've launched it today and um, we've sent it out to all our dealers. Fantastic. And uh, everyone's having a look at it now. And um, the reason bringing it here today is to show the public, get them used to it. And um, you know, touch it, feel it, and understand that you know it's Definitely. all there for them. So it's brilliant. And if if um, listeners and our watchers are interested in this, where can they find if they, it? If they go to the Patterson website, it'll okay. be on the um, website there, and they're able to order direct straight from us as well. Fantastic. Okay, so we're here now with Duncan from Silverpan Film Lab, which is a lab based in Bristol. So um, we're going to speak to Duncan to find out about what his lab has to offer and some of his specialist services. So, hiya Duncan, it's nice Hello, to meet you nice for the first you, time. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> so do you want to tell us about um, what, what um, you do at Silverpan Film Lab? Yeah, well basically, we develop every single type of film that you can currently buy. Okay. <laughs> so, so every process, so we develop your C41, your E6, all types of black and white, black and white reversals, and ECN2 cinema film as well. And um, we kind of pride ourselves in doing everything quite small scale yeah. and bespoke. 
Um, we've got some really interesting scanners. We've got a really high spec Hasselblad Flextite scanner, which is like really super um, high resolution. And we've also got the brilliant Naritsu scanner. And um, one thing that we're here today at the show to talk about mainly is our subscription service. Ooh. So that's like a, a little club, really. Yeah, so what is yeah the subscription service? What exactly is that then? If, if I was to sign up for your subscription service, what would that entail? So it's basically, it's, there's three tiers, there's silver, gold and platinum. And for a fixed price, a direct debit price every month, okay. you can send us any type of film at all. Okay. Uh, so you could set um, any. So for like silver, it's three films, gold four, and a platinum six. Okay. And you'll for in the same as the normal processing, you, but you'll get um, the scans, uh, higher quality scans. You get um, your scans archived on Dropbox. So if you've not got much space, yeah. you know, at home, then the the safe need that you can access any time. With the higher tiers, you get a free large up to 12 by 8 print of some of your work mm -hmm. sent back every month so that's another another, another really good uh, and, and with the archive Dropbox, do you does it stay there forever if people it stays there for, for as long as you're signed ah, up that's fantastic um, and we, we give we give a you know a month or two okay. grace period at the okay. end as well and, um, and printing do you do like bespoke printing we do service bes we do bespoke okay. printing that's we've great got, we've got two great uh, printers um, both um, Glycy inkjet printers. Okay. We've got a Shaw Lab uh, printer, which is excellent for colour. Mm -hmm. Really good. Some of the prints here, uh, the, the glossy prints, are done on that. And we've got yeah. a, um, a, another printer that's extremely good for black and white. Okay. It's got uh, four different black inks, so it's all, it's almost at the same level as a darkroom print. I mean, we'd love in the future to do darkroom prints. It's the, yeah. the time constraint. Really. Yeah. Fantastic. And can I ask you two more questions? Of course. First question is, um, do you do cross-processing in your lab? Yes, we do. Okay. Fantastic, because not everyone does. And then second, for <laughs> listeners and viewers, I just found this picture. Duncan has a band. Look how cool this picture is. And Duncan, you do the music for backing paper. We do, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> so thank you, Duncan. It's thank been you very lovely much. to talk nice to, to you. <laughs> So we're here now with Max from Intrepid Camera Company, uh, which is a kind of a rethink of large format cameras. So Max is going to tell us everything new that's happening and exciting with Intrepid. So hi, Ma Max. Nice Max. to meet you. <laughs> Hello. Nice to meet you too. Good to see you guys again. Yeah. Um, so what's new with Intrepid? Well, the main thing that we've developed recently is our darkroom range of products. Mm. So we've taken a bit of a, a turn into darkroom stuff. We've still got all of our nice cameras. We've got the 4x5, the 5x7, the 8x10 here. But we've also got our new enlarger, which is... Mm. Um, so we've got the compact enlarger, which is a really small format uh, enlarger that you can fold down, fits in a shoebox, and you can print 35mm, 120 all the way up to 6x9. Yeah. You can do black and white in colour. And you can also pop the back of the enlarger off and use it as a scanning backlight. And all that functionality is built into the controller. Yeah. And it's also got a safe light built in, wow. so, which for some reason I think is the coolest part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I really fancy one of those as well because I thought it'd be great. You can take it if you're traveling as well exactly. and print. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, comes with an international plug, so you can use it anywhere in the ooh, world. <laughs> fantastic. I've got to get one. And how, for, for our listeners and um, viewers, how much is it? So it is £280, but we're currently doing a discount if you come see us at the photography show, which is 10% off. Oh, 
fantastic. That's brilliant. So, yeah, and 8x10, I want your 8x10 camera as well, Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we've got the... Yeah, we've got the 8x10 and 5x7 with us. Those have both had some little upgrades over the last six months, so since last time we saw them. Just really refining it, making sure they're much more simple to use, everything's much smoother, mm. all clicks into place nicely. So now's the time to get one then, if they've had yes. some little upgrades. Now is the time <laughs> to get one, yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for speaking to us, Max. Hi, so we're here now with Archie from Bright Rooms, which is a lab in London. And Archie's going to tell us all about what Bright Rooms is all about and what he's showcasing today. So, hi Archie. Hello. Um, right, so Bright Rooms is a dark room lab and studio based in South East London in Peckham. Okay. Um, what we do is we get people in who want, from any position, who want to learn about the world of analogue photography. Okay. So, all the way from beginner to advanced, we just want to get people back into using film again and then not just getting them into hobbyists but if anyone wants to develop a practice from that, yep. we offer sort of alternative processes and specialist workshops all the way from group sessions with let's say five different people all the way to sort of intermediate individual ones where okay. people might want to learn to print on fibre paper or tone their work or yep. print much bigger than 10 by 8 you know. And so if, if I wanted to sign up for one of your workshops, um, where would I go and how would I go about that? So best way to find us nowadays is on Instagram. We're on the Bright Rooms. We're the first one that comes up and it says Bright Rooms, Peckham, South East London. Go on there, click on our website and we have bookings available there. Fantastic. Um, Dan Fontanelli will be the man you'll be speaking to. He's the brains behind the operation um, and he's great. You know, he's really, really helpful showing people from basics all the way to intermediate stuff. Um, these are some of his prints up on the right here. More sort of uh, yeah. experiments and stuff from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just, and then these are more of your standard sort of fibre prints here behind us. Yeah. And he can teach you all the way from development to, to your printing, all in a day. So sign up for a workshop straight away. Please I might come do. on, they look really cool. You're very welcome yeah. to come by, very welcome yeah. to come by. Anyone's welcome. Thank Anyone. you for your time, 100%. Archie come back again yeah definitely 100%. will all the best so we're here at the end of day one at the photography show at the NEC in Birmingham <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um, and it's the four of us the yeah. jolly four of us Claire hello Aid, John hi me <laughs> Guys, um, how's your day been? We were using the mic, so Claire, how's your day been? It's been fantastic. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, lots of highlights. I've enjoyed speaking to everyone. Obviously, for me, it's my first time, so it's been really nice to meet all you, all you three, actually, in, in person. So it's been quite it's an event. <laughs> okay, well, it's been nice for me. <laughs> it's been nice to meet a lot of other people, um, you know, that we talk to on social media in, in the flesh. That's been really lovely. And it's been nice to um, see different products and developments that are coming out from all the analog world. And I've really loved that stand, the disabled photographer stand, which has all these cameras mm -hmm. and um, Super 8 cameras and uh, 35 mil cameras and everything that they collect all year, all year round and then bring them to the stand. So it's, yeah, it's been really good. You're very good though. You didn't buy anything, did no, you? No, I wanted to. I wanted to, but I reined myself in. Commendable. And uh, you stopped me as well. And so. also, we said, "Don't." There's nothing there that you want. Aid, have you managed to rein yourself in and not buy anything today? 
Um, I have done a dodgy deal with a bloke from Stoke. Um, a deal in principle to buy a camera. So uh, we'll see whether that follows through or not. Um, other than that, I think I've been fairly restrained. Um, uh, really impressed today by the whole analog spotlight thing. As, as we all know, I have two podcasts to support, and honestly, the digital stuff was just bog standard and not very exciting. Uh, and the analog stuff is growing. All the people are growing new businesses. Yeah, there's a huge amount of uh, enthusiasm and a whole community around it, and it's brilliant. I love it. I feel like I'm back. Like mm. it's nice to be out and see everybody. You know, some people. I haven't seen for a couple of years since last time we were here. So that was yeah. cool. All good. All good. John, you've been super busy today because um, it's worth mentioning right at the top, <laughs> although where this is going to fit in the podcast, I have no idea. But we've done a load of video stuff today. You've been working hard behind the camera. <laughs> have you had fun? <laughs> I've had a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering wonderful. from food poisoning. Being ill and film as well. Um, it has, like I was saying, it's been great to see the... The emphasis on analog stuff, the spotlight area is amazing, and also the fact that just to see that growth of the people that were there a few years ago, but then some new people entering into that as well with some products and some um, like developers, cameras, and developer pinhole camera developer all in one, and that's really interesting to see that new stuff is cropping yeah. up as well. It's not just oh, let's try and make film photography bigger and sell more film and rehash what's already there it's like new things are appearing um within within that area so yeah all good yeah it's been good um the analog spotlight zone i mean as as you've all mentioned it's worked really well everything just in a nice tight well not tight there's plenty of room there, but in a, in a cohesive space so you could see when everyone was and because people were busy it, i mean just for us it made it easier because if we wanted to talk to someone you go oh that person's free now you can go there Whereas in previous years, if you went to one place and it was busy, then the other place was halfway across the hall and it was a bit of a nightmare. But, um, yeah, it's been really good fun mm. today, hasn't it? Mm, right, so I, I like the, the, the analogue spotlight area was a real centre of stuff and it was great to have all the people there and we had our own theatre in the analogue spotlight yeah. area so that people could do presentations and, and talks about developer and about why you shoot film and all of that sort of stuff so that was cool it was great that some of the other products you know clearly who want to be part of the analog spotlight but don't quite qualify yet people like little companies like instax um you know they, they were close by but you know our next year we'll try we'll gather them in together you know like and it'd be nice to them and bring them into the family but it, it's great to see you know, established brands brands that have been around forever like I know, um, Patterson just for want of an example some of the new brands you know, uh, you know people launching new business lines as I said earlier yeah it's it's fantastic to see it all and it, it really works well and let's make it bigger next year yeah absolutely um Claire this is your first year here mm -hmm. out of all the stuff that you've seen all the people met What's been the thing, apart from the disabled photographer stand, <laughs> apart from that, what's been the coolest thing that you've seen today? Not something you'd already been aware of, but what have you seen today that you made, made you think, well, maybe? The, okay, two things. Well, first of all, I really fancy the uh, film advent calendar. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm probably going to have to buy it for myself, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, the, the, who was the guy we were speaking to? Is it called Oliver? Yep. Who made the you could, yeah the pinster where you could, it's a camera and a developer in a dark room all in one with the syringes I thought that was really something else yeah 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 that was a really cool idea and it's it's so nice 
to come to the show and see something new and utterly analog that we were completely unaware of. I yeah. mean, it's, it, and you got to stand there and it, yeah, it really cool, really cool. What about you, John? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what did you see well, today that highlight. you weren't expecting to see? That uh, I think the the fact that like I'd seen Pinster online before, but I didn't expect it to be here. That was a nice surprise mm. to yeah. actually kind of see it physically, um, which is always. It's a bit detaching, isn't it, when you see like Kickstarters coming up online and you're just like, mm, is it any good or whatever, but to actually be able to see the product and see how it functions is really important for that sort of thing. So mm. that was a great surprise. Um, what else did I enjoy? Ilford's darkroom tent that they've, yes, they've got yeah. coming out. That's a really interesting idea. And it's like, so... Previously, like I've, I've done it before, I bought like a hydroponics tent to take out and about to do darkroom work in the field, um, but they're not for that purpose. Where this is a bespoke tent, um, like a smaller scale one. I think Nova do a, a huge one, don't mm. they? Um, whereas this is just like a one-person darkroom space that you could even set up in your lounge, mm. I guess. Um, that's a really interesting, specific product. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. How um, about you, Graham? What have you enjoyed? Uh, mm, I think it was a real treat getting, as you mentioned, getting to the Pinster thing, just because that was something I hadn't seen before. Um, it was nice to see Ilford have its own stand. The last few times we've been here, they've, they've been here, but they've been part of somebody else's stand. And it was nice to see them in their own space, mm. able to fully stretch out. She had three new offerings in the, the form of the advent calendar and the tent. And, uh, and oh, look at there, they are. We can see them. Look at, and there's still some cake left by the looks of it. This is yeah. good news indeed. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I just think the whole analog spotlight thing has worked really well because it's worked to do exactly what they wanted it to do. These, the small units are perfect for people who have got these small startup businesses and so haven't got a lot of money to buy a big stand but can get there, interact with people. And um, we mentioned the fact that they've got that stage there. You know, there were a good number of people turning up to see the talks. When we got here, um, Paul Mackay was doing a talk about, I think Paul Mackay, it seemed, judging by the pictures on <laughs> and um, And there was a good number of people sat there watching it. It was, it was a good turnout, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so mm. all in all, Analog Spotlight, a bit of a winner, I think. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, and and uh, yeah, make some connections to people with good analog products that are, that are weren't aware of us. So I, I love. We'll, we'll, we'll publish this separately, I'm sure. But our our great storytelling session with Mr. Minox, um, uh, his name is Paul, and he comes from an organisation called MS Hobbies. Um, they they service and sell and sell films for and make canisters for Minox spy cameras and Minox 35 millimeter cameras. Yeah, uh, he was unaware of us. We were completely unaware of him, um, uh, but he was there selling spy cameras and canist- uh, and like pro- he had showed us a prototype for the tiny little canister. If you ma- you imagine like something that looks like a 110 canister, but is only about an inch long, right? And and the film, the 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 exposure uh, uh, that you get per frame is eight by eleven, but that's not inches. That's millimetres. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk to him a bit more uh, and, and maybe we can loop him in for next year because he was definitely doing something really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to try and um, take the bold step now of chatting to some of the people. Vox Pops time. Yeah, Vox Pops time. <laughs> we're going to go dra- grab some people who have started drinking yeah, yeah. and um, get them in front of the microphone. This is the uh, photography show 
after hours part of the podcast now so goodness only knows what will follow good, up it's good it's good i'm already um drunk. i've got i'm not drunk <laughs> claire i mean it is 25 half five. it's half five claire is four bacardis in already so um <laughs> but i'm t- talking to anil he's going to come on on film I'm really enjoying a conversation with anil and alex about cinema and films from the 60s and 70s and a particular film channel so I'm, 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 in, I'm learning about new films, so that's really good, and music. There you go. So we probably won't hear much more from Claire this evening. That's fairly safe to say. Right, well, oh, here comes Michelle with cake. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back soon with somebody else. <laughs>